<laughs> you can't beat the classics. All right, everyone. Welcome to a premiere episode of You Can't Beat the Classics podcast. Um, yeah, so we're going to take you through a uh, recent movie that came out um, just a few weeks ago here. Um, before we get into that, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you Can't Beat the Classics underscore podcast. And each of these episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. So as usual, always with me. Mike and George. What's going on, guys? Uh, Hello. All right. So we're talking about the one of the big hits on Netflix that's not Squid Games right now. <laughs> Great <laughs> show. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're going to be talking about um, The Guilty, directed by, I'm going to mess this up, Antoine Fuqua. I have no idea. Oh, yes. Something like that. Um, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is like pretty much the only actor in this movie, really. Besides, besides the voice actors, Bill Burr voice acted. Ooh. Yeah, he did. I know he Dude. did. And that that was I was actually like legitimately laughing because it just sounded <laughs> like a, you fucking asshole. Yeah, it just sounded like a pissed off Bostonian. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> imagine pitching him for that. Hey, can you just be yourself for about thirty seconds? <laughs> He's like, ah, nah, nah, we'll figure it out. Fuck you, you don't, you don't even have to, you don't even have to come in. Just stay on yeah. the phone. Oh, no, that's pretty God. good. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, this is an interesting uh, movie here. So I think. I don't know if you guys knew this, but this is actually a uh, a remake of a 2018 Danish film of the same name. Nope. Um, which, so I think literally this movie is just updated a little bit and has Jake Gyllenhaal, but it's literally the same thing. Um, why they did it, I don't, I'm not sure. Um, maybe they just give it a broader release because that was only in released in Denmark or I guess. Um, so yeah. So what were your guys first thoughts um, from this movie? Uh, I didn't like Jake Gyllenhaal literally at all <laughs> during the beginning <laughs> of this movie. And I just think it speaks to how good of an actor he is. Yeah. Because like you can tell something's up. Okay. Without knowing what's up. And then, like, yeah. just, like, not really, f- like, liking his character. Not really following where he's going. Not really understanding why he's doing what he's doing. So, I thought that was really good. But I, I, I didn't really like him. Like, <laughs> the first, like, hour of this movie. <laughs> I, uh, I thought you were going to say you didn't like Jake Gyllenhaal in this. I was like, this is Oscar-worthy acting. <laughs> no, no, Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, great acting. But, like... Because of that, I hated his character. Like, <laughs> yeah, his character, his character, uh, Joe, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Joe. Yeah. How could you forget? He says it a, a million times. Joe, 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 Joe. I'm <laughs> yeah. fucking Joe. Uh, I, uh. he, so in the beginning, I agree with Mike. Like, he's obviously very unlikable, but like, it was the storytelling for me. Like the storytelling was very, I already knew how the story was going to kind of play out from the very beginning. You know, immediately that 
there's breadcrumbs that they're going to fill in the gaps on his past. And like there's breadcrumbs that are going to lead to one significant 911 call. And I didn't, I didn't like how much of an asshole they made him. In the yeah. Beginning. And I think that's like where I'm, I was falling off too. Cause I was like, okay, I can hate this guy without wanting to literally hurt this guy, you know? But like the whole time I just wanted to be like, shut up. Like you're being a dick to everyone. Like what the hell's going on? You know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, then when you find out too, like I rewatched it, when you find out what actually happens to him and you go back and rewatch it, it's like, you have no position of power to be a fucking cocksucker to anyone. Yeah. Like, you sit there and you shut the fuck up. And when this woman tells you to not take a phone call out there, it's because dude, you, I don't want, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but like you did something terrible and she doesn't mm-hmm. want you dealing with that in front of everyone else and then ruining 911 calls and possibly not saving someone. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the beginning, yeah, I kind of was wondering too. I was like, all right, what crawled up his ass? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Life. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, I don't know if, they, like, if, if YouTube puts a strike on me, I'll just take it out. But actually, let's watch the trailer really quick for The Guilty. Um. If I can't have it up, so be it. But I think the trailer is what got me hooked. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have even known about this. Mm. 911, this is emergency operator 625. I've just erupted. Okay, sir, I need to know where you are. Last name? Is this the fire department? No, ma'am, you've reached 911. But I can connect you to fire. Just hold the line. What does she look like? She was tall, pink hair, in heels. Hey, man, can you tell me how long it's going to take? (laughs) 911, what is the address of your emergency? I just want to talk to you. Okay, I'm hanging up. Just out for a drive, sweetie, okay? Is there someone with you? Uh huh. Is the person you would know you called us? No. Who do they think you called? Your child? Yes, sweetie. Does the person you're with have a weapon? Yes. I need the color of the car, okay? When I say the right one, say it's fine. Red? White? That's fine. Is it a car? Oh, no, just Oops. yes or no, just yes or no answers, Emma. I'm sorry, I have to hang on. Give me the phone right now. I'm gonna die. I have a woman who's been abducted. What are we looking for? A white van. That's not enough. Come on! <laughs> I just talked to mommy. She's gonna be okay. You promise? I promise. You have air support available? Negative. Air support is grounded due to fire weather. There is a scared little girl whose mother has been abducted. I need a better location. I'll get it. How will you get it? I know Emily's with you. Where are you going? What's going on? Oh, my God. Really, PD, we need medical immediately. What's going on? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is your seatbelt on? No. Is Henry? Mom. No. What year's on? Now listen, I need you to pull the handbrake hard. Pull it. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty good trailer. <laughs> definitely, yeah. I think it definitely sells you into the movie. They definitely cut it in a way because not all those events happen in the order but they cut it in a way that makes you more intrigued about how stuff is going to roll out. Yeah, dude, it's, it's, 
this it had a surprise for me. I mean, later on we'll get to it, but um, yeah. So I mean, so it starts off with uh, you know obviously California is on fire as usual, but <laughs> I feel like all the time. But um, yeah, Jake Dillenhall's character is working as a nine one one dispatcher, and like from what we've been saying, he doesn't like the job, but he put himself in this position and he's being an asshole to everybody. Um, so, so he was a cop at one point and he had, and he has to work this because of something that happened, but we don't know what happened yet, but it's signaling towards that. Um, so yeah, as he's taking these calls, dude, <laughs> like dude, this dude really hates this job. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not happy. Yeah. And, and you can hear it when, like, when he's answering some of the calls. He's just like, "Yeah, I don't have the time for this." <clears throat> and then um, in the trailer, they played the call of the guy that was like, "Oh, she has pink hair and high heels." And yeah. like when he when he calls into the dispatch to get a cop over to that position, he's like, "You can sit, you can sit there and let him stew for a little bit, take your time." And he's like, "You got robbed by a hooker, <laughs> you know, stuff like that." <laughs> and it, it's just like it's just see like that stuff. I like the lighter stuff. You like cool. But in that same call, he ends up talking to like his lieutenant or something like that, right? Yeah, Sarge, his sergeant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he starts asking questions about another cop, and you're like, okay, so, like, what happened? Why is he writing this desk? Is it something that he did that got the other cop hurt? Is you know, like, like is is he like you know? We have no idea what's going on. So I think that part of the story was all built really cool but then when he starts talking to him you're like man this guy's being a dick for no reason <laughs> i just didn't understand i knew that it was that it was a breadcrumb movie i just didn't understand why like it, it was frustrating the way he was talking to people and yeah. you know he did something terrible because he's going to court the next day yeah and like and, even his his ex, he was talking to like she was a scumbag, and it's like, dude, if you literally two thirty in the morning when he, when he called her, by the way, yeah, dude, <laughs> that's stupid. I don't know. Yeah, so like, and you can tell like he's literally just angry the whole time. So you're like, okay, so we have no idea what this guy did, but he's wicked angry, <laughs> like yeah. for no reason. <laughs> so you can you can kind of like start paints a picture in your mind you're like okay so like why is this dude angry all the time so yeah so he we see him going through these variety of calls here um and then so finally now he gets the big call he gets the call that carries pretty the entire movie pretty much and um and i was like dude okay this this got intense pretty fast yeah it, uh. it really like it went from like you know, oh, something's on fire. Oh, someone stole something. Oh, someone looted something. You know, the, the hooker call, and then it immediately goes to like abducted, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, what well, one of the conflicting things that was happening to him when he was on the phone with uh with his Emily was that um I think he was waiting for a call from a family member. His so, his ex wife. Yeah, so he sees the phone ringing at the same time as he's on the phone with Emily. He's like, fuck. He's like, I can't get that. He wants to, but he can't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, but he does the right thing. He's staying on the phone with this. He's staying on the phone with this girl, getting as much uh, information as he can. Yeah. Um, 
until eventually she messes up and, you know, she blurts out the color. She, she blurts out the type of the car that it is. And, um, it gives away that the abduct, the abductor's like, Hey, all right, you're not talking to your kid. Um, yeah, that, that whole scene really sets the entire stage for the movie. Like outside of just the call and everything, it sets your mindset. And yeah. like what you're supposed to believe is going on. So outside of, obviously it's a movie that we know there's twists, that we know it's, again, a breadcrumb movie. There's going to be some sort of lead up and a major twist. You just don't know what it is yet, but this is setting the stage mentally. Like this whole movie is imagination. So it's like you yep. have to picture what's going on and you're just focused on Jake Gyllenhaal and his reactions. I think that like, I'll say it again. Jake Gyllenhaal deserves an Oscar for his performance. I don't think the movie was Oscar worthy, but I think his performance was brilliant. He went from pissed off, angry to immediately concerned. Uh, how do how do I help? Like, where, where do I contribute? And it's like weird because now you're getting you're going from disgruntled coworker to the reason why he wanted to be a cop. Right. He clearly wants to help people. He clearly mm-hmm. wants to be there for people. And put away the bad guys. And I think it, it sets up his character. It sets up the, the storyline. And it also gives you, what's her name, Emily. It, yeah. it helps you figure out the Emily character. And now you have to breadcrumb Emily together. And I think the questioning, the back and forth, was brilliant to see. And like mm-hmm. It was like, okay, is this what really happens? Mm. It was dope. Yeah, dude. I, I really like the back and forth between them. Um, one, one thing I was saying is that, um, I'm like the, the communication between like different, like law enforcement, like units or whatever, like he's trying to, he's talking to cops and he's like trying to tell these cops like, Hey, I need somebody to go look for, I need somebody to go look for this van. But you know, like, I feel like, like, like they're just assholes to one another. Yeah. So, so I was going to say this too. But I feel like they're picking up on what he's putting down, though, right? Because he's just like, mm. hey, you're on a highway, which, by the way, is like a four or five lane highway. He was like, in between this exit and this exit, I need you to find a white van. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's none of those on the road. He doesn't have a plate mm. number. He doesn't have a description of what's on the van. He doesn't have, you know, like um, an ethnicity of the driver or the passenger. He doesn't have anything. Yep. So, so, like, at the same time, like, if I'm like, hey, uh, I need you to go to the store and find me a specific gallon of milk. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so, like, I don't know. It, I feel like they were just being like, okay, if you're not going to help me, it's really hard for me to help you. How many times yeah. did one person hang up on the other person? And this is supposed <laughs> oh to be an emergency dude. dispatch. They constantly hung up on one another. I was like, wow, this is, is this yeah, true behind yeah, the scenes? Yeah, it was like, oh, okay, can you help me find a white van? No, click. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, any more than that. I'm um, like, this is awful communication. I do like, though, they kind of built up, they kind of built that up, though. Like, the very first sweep of the movie is uh, California on fire. So, like, you already know that these people are getting thousands of calls and the cops are already out everywhere trying to you know, handle the fires and the response to that. So as soon as he calls, she's like, what do you want? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like I, have, I have 
seven thousand calls. My my line's already ringing. I'm three deep on it, and like I'm talking to you again. Like like, what do you want? Well, like eventually, so like the cops like do at first the cops do take like take what he's putting down, and like they pull over a white van, and it turns out to be the totally wrong van. <laughs> <laughs> Because like oh look, I was like we would say he didn't give them enough. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I, I feel like that's me. I mean, they were like dicks to one another, but I guess I can see why you'd be like disgruntled with like uh, a cop like him that did something bad, and like this is what and this is how he's being punished. You know, being you know working this working this gig, and they probably know that too, and they're probably like, I don't want to help this guy. Um, yeah, he's like he's like the most famous cop in LA at this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's like he's like scrounging. Like he's like determined. Like this is the only call that matters for him now, and he's like trying to find everything. Yeah. Um. On this, and uh, eventually he talks to one. He talks to one of their kids, or one of Emily's kids. Um. Yeah. And. Uh, Like I, I understand, like, like he's a cop, and like, but like the and like the kid's terrified with an abducted mother, and I'm like, but like, but he knows the rules. It's like the cops, the cops can't just do whatever they want. Like they can't just go to like this person's house and just storm in there, and like he knows that. Like, but he's like, oh, I need you to go. I need you to go to this house right now and and help this little girl, but like. They can't. <laughs> yeah, and and I think you know? this is this is also like the part where he calls the sarge again, and he's like, "Hey, I mm. need you to send unis to this address and this address, and I need you to kick down the door." And you're like, "Uh," <laughs> so like, you don't have a warrant, you don't have any of this stuff. We can do a welfare check on the kids, but like, he just straight up told him, he's like, "We can't do that. Like, you're already in enough hot water. I just like, I can't do this for you." So. I feel like every conversation he had with like the Sarge, I think they call him Sarge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every conversation he has with him is like the most like accurate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he's like calm, level headed. He's like, think about what you're saying. <laughs> like you can't do that. Like you're already in this position because you kind of went a little bit overboard. So just, you know, well, happy to get you back on the, on the force tomorrow, but like, you know, stay in, stay in your lane, you know? Yeah. Like, like this. Obviously, obviously, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is obviously very troubled, dude. Like, there's, like, there's sometimes, there's some points in the movie where you you feel for him a little bit, but other times I'm like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> you know, there's just a lot of like, again, the breadcrumbing thing was pissing me off because it's like, are you breadcrumbing us for the entire movie? Because you you did it with the wife, you did it now with the sergeant. You've done it with the the reporter that calls. Yeah. That's three people alluding. We get the hint. And this is the problem I have with the movie was like the overkill in certain aspects. Like you've bred, you've already seeded the, the question in my mind. Stop hitting that and either give me more of the thrill or actually start pumping me with the background because I needed more background on at, at the big reveal at the end was great. But like we'll get to it. It just didn't hit. Like it probably should have because that the buildup was so big. Like, yeah, the buildup was so big, and I feel it like was yeah. 
it was a dam that couldn't hold all the water bags. So like a little water had to sneak out at right. different parts of the movie. Mm. And if like you're really paying attention and you're looking at it, at some point in the movie you're just like, eh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just a dam that couldn't hold back the water. Yeah, but he's like, he's literally doing like everything possible to find, like to get people to this house, to find this van, to do all this stuff. And like, this is to the point where he starts like, he starts personally calling them. Yeah, on his like, personal cell phone. He's not using the dispatch system anymore. He's calling them up right on his cell phone. Yeah. And then when he's like, um, when he's on the phone with the, uh, the guy, the guy that's the, the supposedly, or something? yeah, the guy that's supposedly that's the abductor, and he's just blasting him. I'm like, dude, this. I'm like, this is nuts. I'm yeah, like, dude, this is this is getting crazy. Uh, so to, to kind of go back to our last point, that is like one of the moments that made me be like, so Jake Gyllenhaal wants him to be this guy so bad. I'm not 100 percent sure he's this guy. You know what I mean? Because it was just like, it was so forced, and there was absolutely no question in his mind that he was the guy that abducted Emily and was going to kill her. You know, well, I mean, she did say he was going to kill her. I, I thought watching that and listening to the initial call, I was like, okay, do we just blindly believe people like that? Like, is that like mm. there's no there's no background check because it sounds like a simple background check would have yeah but this movie. He, he ran he ran the names through it right and the guy has pre, uh, priors he he's yeah. a, he went he, to prison he came he out ran, yeah he ran his name yeah no her name yeah um but she'd never been arrested so she didn't really have a record she just had like history of so I don't know if that would be on I, I don't well, really know how that works that's one thing I've been I was wondering throughout because like. The way – it's tough because the way she was reacting was like – the way she like emotionally was on the phone and everything like that, it's hard. It would be really hard to see like, you know, like that she, you know, something behind her, like, yeah. you know, her. Yeah, and, she's like, definitely the victim. And then you hear – well, and then you also hear the way that this dude is in the background while she's on the phone. Like, oh, get over here. Like, like – he sounds like a doctor. Yeah. So, I mean, it's tough because, I mean, you don't want to assume right away. You don't want to assume, like, right off the bat in this line of work, probably. Mm. Um, but, but I also get why he did. Yeah, and then, like, um, when he's talking to the kids to try and get information, like, you know, where's daddy, you know, like, where's mommy, you know, all this other stuff. She's like, well, yeah. the baby's sleeping. And, um, and then she, like, he said, where, where are the policemen? Where are the good guys? And then she said, no. And I was like, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, oh, that, yeah. that is like a political tone for this movie. <laughs> uh, and, and then she said, like, you took daddy away. Meaning that, you know, you know now that he has priors and he's been in prison mm -hmm. before because he got taken away. So, but it's really interesting. She, like, she doesn't mention anything about mommy. Yeah. You know? um, which I thought was really interesting. So she just says that she wants her mommy. She misses mommy and the baby's sleeping. So that's, that's like all the buildup we have. Well, this is another crazy part of the movie too. When you find out, you're like, wait a minute. 
why is the why is the little girl have blood on her? Yeah, and you're like what? And you're and you're like all right, oh the baby's sleeping, and I'm like yeah, what the hell happened to the baby boy? <laughs> yeah, and and it's really interesting because at that part too, as soon as they said the baby's sleeping and then the parents left, I was like. Doesn't really matter what situation the parents are in. They take like a, a like month, a month, couple month old baby. They take them with them, right? Yeah. Well, I think Jake Gyllenhaal's immediate thought when she when he finds out about the about the blood on the the little girl and you know what what might have happened to the baby boy. I think he's on the phone with uh, he's on the phone with Henry, the abductor, or whatever. Dude, this this is my favorite line in the movie. Like he's going ballistic on him, and he's like, "This is a nine one one dispatcher." I mean, I don't think he was on the dispatch, but he's on his personal phone. But he's just like, "You should be fucking executed." Yeah. Dude, like, oh my god. Dude, dude I'm yeah. like, this dude's crazy. Yeah. I love it. It's Which, insane. when you find out what Joe did, it's like, bro. Well, well, because doing? Joe thought that Henry, the abductor, like that he killed right. the baby boy. Right. So like I sympathize with that too. I was like, yeah, this dude deserves to fry if he's if he did that. You can't say that on a recorded line. No, know? he can't. That's what that's why that's why it's hilarious. Knowing full well you're going to court the next day for murder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Like, I mean uh, it's relevant it now. now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like he he's going it like on all the favors he's calling into between his buddy to go check. Rick, no, Rick, the guy who is supposed to lie to the courts about what happened that day that we find out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Here, here's the thing, too, right? If you have any sort of hard political stance, this movie's not for you. This movie's just not for you. Mm. If we're going to be honest, like, I feel like we're all three of us on this call are very neutral, very, you know, mm-hmm. individual case by case. We're not yeah. very hard left, not very hard right. Yeah. If you are hard left, you are going to be like ready to go to a protest after this movie. You're going to be so thrilled. <laughs> if you're hard right, you're going to watch this and and go immediately to your nearest Walmart and start buying Blue Lives Matter shirts. Like this is just <laughs> this is like such a a m- movie that you need to watch. Not it has nothing to do. Take the politics out of it. It's the human mind game. It's just a human mind fuck for someone who is totally mind fucked to begin with. And you're mm-hmm. starting now, now we're getting into it. And, and like, I guess that just needed to be said and thrown out there. Like if you're yeah. left, this is porn, right? This is for you. But like, <laughs> you, you'd be watching it for all the wrong reasons. You can't go in yeah. with any politics. And it's crazy because yeah. like we had like the, um, the, the empathy for Emily and then we had like you know the the anger towards the abductor, and then um, the, the, the we find out that the baby's been been killed or like very seriously injured, and then we have just like outright hatred for for, for the abductor because that is where all of the focus is put um, mm-hmm. on this, and then all of a sudden like you just get those couple of words. Hey, are we at that part yet? Where 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 we're talking with Emily again, and she says he's not crying anymore. No, no, no. I, are we? Are we're we getting we're, there. We're getting we're there. Yeah, we're there. almost there. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. You, let, let's let's wind it back a little bit then before I I make the jump to that area then. Yeah. So um. Because so she goes is... from the passenger seat to the back of the van, right? So. Yeah. Well. Oh wait a minute! I don't wonder. I don't remember because she at one point she pulls the handbrake. Yeah, and that's but, when she gets moved from the passenger seat to the back. Then she moves to the back of the van. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, so yeah, so she pulls the handbrake. So like the the van just goes. <laughs> Meanwhile, some other dudes, some other person on nine one one is trying to call, trying to call him because some bike rider hurt their knee. <laughs> and he's like, "You he's need like, to call no, back later." It's like, "No, I can't take a call." Yeah, <laughs> so I'm don't, like, "Don't drunk bike or something like that." Yeah, <laughs> like what a dick. Yeah, and, and I think he snaps at his superior when she comes in too, right? Yeah, yes. she she made him re ask the question to him. She did the thing yeah. like a like a middle school teacher does. Be like, yeah, it's like you want to run that by me again? She's like, you want to uh, try that one more time? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's just clearly mentally unstable, and not like yeah. in a way that's you know dangerous to not in an Emily way, but he's just clearly mentally like just fucked, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so time. he just man, he, Jake Gyllenhaal did such a he, and it was that part. Yeah, he, he, just, he just got done yelling at the guy on the phone, right? And he hung up. Yeah, and then he's like supposed to be a body of rage and raw emotion, dude, he, and then she opens the door and he doesn't turn it down for a second. He's just dude, like, "Fuck you, dude!" He like, scared. He scared the shit out of the abductor. He scared the hell out of the guy that we're supposed to be like, you know, pointing all the fingers at. Yeah. Right. Like he scared the crap out of him. Yeah. Dude had no idea what to do. And he's just like, all right. Bye. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, how much gas does this van have? It traveled for like, what, six hours? No. It, wasn't <laughs> it was it was real time. Like the the movie never left the call center. It was real time. Yep. Oh, okay. It was yeah, so it was only like an hour and a half. Oh, well, Jesus, then. Yeah. I know he was putting in the hours after his shift ended. Yeah, because like halfway <laughs> through the movie, he was he was supposed to be out of shift, and he ended up moving to the back room. So yeah. like when you, when you talk about it, because he's talking to the same dispatchers, he's talking to the same people throughout the whole thing that are on shift with him. Um, and it's it's real time. The the movie never leaves the, the dispatch center, which yep. is I think really cool. I thought it was neat, yeah. Um so like the van the van is stopping, so like I think he's telling her, All right, whack him with whatever you have. So I, I don't know if I think it was like a brick or something like that. Yeah, he asked her to find a weapon in the back, something she could use as a weapon and she found a box with a brick in it. Yeah, so he's like, all right. So, like, well, as you're watching the movie, so, like, first attitude is like, all right, come on, Emily, whack him. And um, and then she does. Um, so she whacks this dude, this, this abductor. Um, but well, this... there's there's a, a moment right before, right before the van stops that you're like, maybe she shouldn't hit him. <laughs> like... Did you get that too? Because it was like the the van was still moving and she's talking to them. And yeah. This is, this is where she says like the baby's not crying anymore. Yeah, she says something. You're like, wait a yeah. minute, what? And then you're like, you're like, oh god, he just told he just told her to use the brick as a weapon and hit as hard as he can. And now he's like putting it together and he's on like a complete mental block. 
Yeah. And then all this stuff is happening, and then she she swings at him. Yep. Yeah. She. Yeah. Jake's literally like he's like, oh shit, what I do? Yeah. Um. Yeah. She killed the kid. She killed yeah. the baby boy. So she, like, she had to get the snakes out of him, and I'm like, oh my god, she's talking about his intestines. Dude, I'm oh like, all right, I'm like, dude, she's tapped. I'm like, yeah. she's crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, this took a total 180. Yeah. I was so this, at, at this moment, because, no, 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 like, he, well, put, well, he put her on hold to talk to the cops that got to the house. Remember another, that? Yeah, and another thing that was weird with her was, like, when she was calmed down, like, she was talking, like, really oddly. Yeah. I'm like, why is she talking like this? Almost seductively to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I'm like. Yeah, she's like, do you want to come to the aquarium with me? I was like, oh. I know. I was like, in my head, I was like, is she asking him out? Like, this is a very inappropriate time for a date. Like, yeah, you dude, just I'm straight. Like, yeah, you just straight. Uh, what, what was the fucking well, name of the mom back in the day? Killer kids. <laughs> like. Oh. Uh, Casey Anthony. You just Casey, Casey Anthony. Anthony yeah, yeah. son, and you're asking for dates? Hello? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. The way she's talking, she's like, oh, the water feels so quiet. And like. If I was Jake Gyllenhaal, I'd be like, all I asked is what you like to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty messed up. And that's like when you start putting it all together. And then she says that she had to take the snakes out of them. And then she's like, oh, my God, I have blood on me. She's like, is he okay? And then. <laughs> well, like, I don't know what was going on with her. I was like, is she like schizophrenic or something? It's like. I don't know what was going on. Like, I don't know if she had, like, she had just different personalities to her or what. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, and then, like, you also get the part where, like, they're talking to the cops that responded to the welfare check, and they're like, the the girl has blood all over. Her. And then he's like, well, let me go. I'm gonna go see the baby. And then, like, just the complete disgust. Like, whoever was on the other side of that phone mm-hmm. just portrayed what he was seeing so well without actually describing what he was seeing. Yeah, and I was like, literally, I had I got up and I had to walk into the kitchen <laughs> like for a minute because I was like, not okay. Yeah, dude, I was like putting the pictures in my head, and I was like, yeah, like I like that part of the movie. I like that aspect of the movie where it's like it's really like like what George said. It's a lot of you using your imagination, and yeah, like I was not okay, dude. The stuff that was popping into my head, I was like. I think, too, when you think about it, the um, this is gross, but the amount of blood they were talking about coming out of a, a baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. And then when she baby. said she had to get the snakes out of them, and I was like, oh, Dude, my I God. Was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. My thing with all of this, though, all, all of this is, like, does – we're at the point now where now we know what happened. Yeah. Do they – I'd never – why didn't Henry – just call the police. He was trying he to cover it up. He already and he had the, he had the priors. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't him. Like and... they would believe me, yada yada. Like he he went through the whole thing with him. Yeah, but I mean, like, well, that and that and another thing. I'm dying. I think <laughs> another thing, another thing that he was saying was like, oh, we've we've tried to get help, but like that's where like I think yeah, like right. the mental the mental health aspect you know thing falls into this movie too. Is like you know I think. You know, people with that, like, you know, problem, you know, it's difficult to get help for that problem, it feels like. So that's another aspect that they address in the movie because a little bit, like, a little bit after this, like, it looks like she's on the phone and, like, she's going to jump. 
like off like off of the highway off of an um, overpass yeah yeah so like so now it's like you, this movie puts you all over the place yeah. with like which character to sympathize for like you know like like Emily's like nuts but like here she is about to commit suicide so it's like yeah. how do i so, feel about this you know you know it's really messed up about this part too so this is the part where she gets out of the van she gets away from henry she gets to the overpass she's still talking to joe on the phone and she's and joe knows that like the only thing she's going to do now cuz she realized she just killed her kid is to commit suicide so she can be with him like she said that yeah and he's talking her down off the ledge because he can't kill anyone else and i think this whole conversation when you finally realize like you kind of got like rick was like oh i'm drinking tonight because i'm worried that i'm gonna say something wrong you're like oh oh, okay there's a lie in a story right here Mm. and then all of a sudden it comes down and like then you find out right at this moment like he killed someone yeah and and then you're just like oh damn so now this is personal for him where he needs to save this girl's life because he's atoning for something bad that he did. And it's just like everything about this movie is bad at this point, right? Like the baby dies. Uh, Henry was like a racist and the worst person ever. And he was a kidnapper and he killed a guy and he's making people lie about it. And like everything is bad. There's nothing good in this movie right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I think as he's like. So again, acting chops. Jake Gyllenhaal. I I really feel like Jake Gyllenhaal took this movie to show that he's still the biggest dick in the room. Um, great. <laughs> he went from like totally, I just saved the day, hoorah! To oh fuck, I just and, I, yeah, seriously. Yeah, and like totally. I don't know, man. Like it. That was the reveal, like Mike said. And this is where, like, it was satisfying that that you were able to hold it out this long. It was so dissatisfying because John asked us to describe it in one word, and I said satisfying. But it was also dissatisfying that there was no, like, all the buildup with all the different angles, there was no better breadcrumbs left for you to guess something he did wrong. Like, like you, you made us guess the killer here wrong. You made us guess, you know, all sorts of things like the partner wrong, the sheriff relationship or sergeant relationship wrong. You fi- you thought they were buddies, and then you come to find out they're really not. Um, they're partners, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, at what point could you have written that better to make us think that maybe he like laundered money or maybe he did, you know, something mm. else? But yeah. like instead, he he racially profiled someone, shot him dead in the street, mm. and terrible don't get me wrong i'm not trying to downplay it. that's fucking terrible uh two things about that too uh one could have breadcrumbed it better two how the fuck is he still working like hello yeah so yeah, and, and i think yeah. this is where it all comes down to like his relationship with rick and in the very beginning when he asked the sergeant about rick he's like hey is rick okay and the sergeant's like why wouldn't he be joe and you're just like Oh, yeah, because everything we told you was a lie that we fabricated together to keep me here, you know, mm-hmm. and that's and that's exactly what it is. So he's still working because they yeah, corroborated but... a, a lie together he... to keep him there. Mm-hmm. I guess after everything we went through in 2020. uh, And again, still not being political, just like going from just a generic like pr- procedural thing. 
even if he it wasn't a racially based thing, which we know it is because Joe said it was. Um, yeah. yeah. And he just shot someone dead. Like that's clearly the, the investigation and procedure would go through first before he's put anywhere near police work again. So that, that's, that was my confusion after coming out of last year, knowing now what I know about the grand procedure of police work. And when you <laughs> kill someone, yeah, it was just like that, that part kind of pissed me off. I was like, well, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, what was the story that they told that? Cause he still had his weapon on what, him too. What was yeah. the story that they told? Exactly. Yeah. What, he still what, had his yeah. weapon on him. So whatever story they told him means that he could still carry his weapon and he could still, you know, he still was an officer of the law, but he wasn't able to be out in the field. Yeah. I mean, you, you I've thought about this a lot, and I really think that a better way to tell that would have been him telling it, and then at the the credits or whatever, in the end credits, it's body cam footage or something like that, where you see it. Yeah, that would I, think, been... I think half of the mystique of the movie is that it never leaves the room. The imagination, yeah. That's yeah. why I said that after the movie. Like, you don't want to do it during the movie. Yeah. It could have been something after. or Well, so my, my thing, and not to harp on this too much, but so the reporter calls him twice right the first time you're like okay so there's guy he's looking for a scoop the second time you're like oh he's hiding something because like they wouldn't keep her in the story if he wasn't hiding something right i think it would have been better if the second time he's like okay you want to know what happened this is what happened the kid attacked me and i defended myself and i Mm. shot him and everyone's going to corroborate that and then when he's in the bathroom at the very end he calls her back and says this is what really happened and I think that would have been a better way to settle that because you're right. Like we don't know the story. We don't know how it actually happened. We we only know that whatever they've come up with together has got him where he is. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been more satisfying. Yeah. I think knowing the lie that they put together, um, I think it would have paid off for a little bit better. So like, well, throughout the movie, you know, like this, Dude is clearly not mentally able to be a cop. He's just too angry. Abs- absolutely not. Like and like the fact that he's still working, you know, it goes back to what you said, Mike. Like he he probably like him and his corrupt and Rick, his partner or whatever, they probably they lied. And that's how he still holds a job. Yeah. Until until he has his court date, which is the following day. Um but yeah, he killed a night he killed a nineteen year old kid. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, that's Obviously, that's not okay. And then um, you find out a few things about Emily before you find out um, what Jake Dillenhall does at the end. So she didn't jump. They got her. Um, and then so the baby's not dead. Yeah, the baby's um, in critical condition, which is wild. I think yeah. they just did that to be like, okay, guys, we're not we're not disgusting. Like, the yeah. baby's going to survive. Yeah. Here's a win, which, by the way, like, it was like it was like such a like I don't even know if this kid wants to survive. Like, he's gonna be disfigured the rest of his life. In my head, I, the amount of blood I pictured on the walls would have cut, like repainted my entire bedroom. Oh, so dude, I'm like, I wow. I imagine that she literally just cut all of his intestines out because they were snakes. So I'm like, oh, that's never gonna work again. Yeah, dude, I pictured like some like like zombie stuff in there or something like that. I oh, I was like insane. the stuff in my head. I was like, oh, get so, out. So <laughs> when when they were like. The baby's at the hospital in critical condition. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank, thanks for throwing us a bone there, Farquaad. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Farquad. The far oh, Lord no, Lord Farquad directed <laughs> this movie. Well, it, the movie was <laughs> like, bro. The movie was fine. It was fine. Okay. It wasn't S tier. It wasn't A tier. It was like that weird B, possibly C tier movie. Hmm. But like. It's all what you make it, right? It that that's yeah. that, that's the brilliance behind the movie. It was literally all what you make it. You yeah. could make it an S tier movie if you want. You could like, make it an an F tier movie if you really wanted. So it, it was ninety percent in your head. So mm-hmm. so let me ask you this question. For Six me, inches. the the part where the like we imagined the baby being just like completely mutilated. At that point in the movie, I was like, okay, just end this movie. Like, I don't... I, there's no upside to this movie for me right now. I, I was just so disgusted. But if they said... Uh, if they were talking to the, the the kid... What was the kid's name? Did they talk to him on the phone? Uh, Amanda? Oh, my God. I don't remember the kid's name. Hold on. I'll, I'll find out. Let me see. But if, if, if Joe's talking to her on the phone, and she's like, I'm trying to get to my baby brother, but he's locked in the bathroom, and I can't open the door. And then that warrants cops going to the house and just being like, we have the kids now and they're safe. To me, that takes all the disgust out of this movie and makes uh, it better instantly. Abby. Abby. Yep. Abby. But if they said, like, my, my baby brother's locked in the bathroom and I can't get to him and I can hear him crying. I'm like, okay, cops are going to still get there. They're going to open up the door. The kids are going to be fine and everything is going to be okay on that front. Now we figure mm. out what the else happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, just take, enough... take the gruesome disgust out of it. I don't know. Made it real, though. Actually, another interesting cast, I mean, besides Bill Burr as one of the people on the phone, Paul Dano is another one where he's on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the, the hooker guy, the pimp. It might it might be. That's fantastic. Uh, well, that and um, <laughs> the girl who does the police dispatch, she's the one from How to Get Away with Murder, right? I don't know. I never saw that. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. But well, one interesting thing here that's different, you know, besides you know, uh, political stuff aside, you know, like um, like police like racially profiling people, like you know, whatever, like stuff like along those lines. Here's where a big difference lies, I think, with this movie compared to what happens in the real world. Um, he ends up admitting that he's guilty. Like, what cop does that these days? Like, that doesn't happen. And I think, you know, maybe it's more, maybe it's maybe a subliminal message in the movie saying, hey, like, this, this should be done more. Like, but it's not going to happen, I don't think. But, like, cops, like, admitting they fucked up, like, instead of, Instead of, you know, creating a lie or something like, well, like, you know, every case is different, obviously. But, like, in this case, Jake Gyllenhaal's character and, you know, fabricating, you know, what happened. I think it's like a human element, right? Not just a police element. I think it's a human element. If you fuck up, be accountable. Otherwise, otherwise, look how it affects you, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they did, like, a a really good job of just showing this dude in shambles. Like he was living in an Airbnb. He lost his wife and he doesn't yeah. talk to his kids anymore. And uh, he doesn't have any friends as evidenced by like how he was treating the people around him in the 911 dispatch office. 
it, it, like it literally had nothing to live for. Mm. So they did a really good job of like portraying like his lie has gotten him here. So don't do this. I mean, even his apology to his coworker was like, "I know I can be an asshole sometimes, we and I know drink. I'm." Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should go have a beer. Yeah, he we didn't even say sorry. Fun. He's just like he's like, "I can be an asshole sometimes. Let's get a drink." <laughs> he didn't say yeah. sorry. <laughs> and then he, he asked the dude a question, and then he just immediately leaves. I thought that was pretty funny too. <laughs> he's like, "What about that drink?" He's like, "Ah, fuck you." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "No, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So, uh, did I like this movie? Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting roller coaster ride. But then my wife was like, yo, do you want to watch it with me sometime? And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I know you <laughs> I know you will not enjoy this movie. I thought the end was... It wasn't long. satisfying. The end was long. I needed, it wasn't satisfying, I needed that no. bathroom scene uh, to be in person. I needed that bathroom scene to be in person. I needed to see... Rick, I needed to see him and how he was handling it to know mm. how this affected everyone. Um, yeah, I didn't. Mm. That was very unsatisfying. That phone call where it's just like, man, but I gotta. I already have a written statement. Like, what yeah. do I? And is he I going? I can't change them? my statement. But... I want to know if yeah, is he eye rolling? Like, yes, yes, I'm off the hook. Or is he really like broken about this? Like, does he think Joe's a good man who made yeah. a mistake? Cause it doesn't, mm. this might be a little racist, but like, it kind of sounded like Rick was black. Like, Played by a black guy. I just looked it up. Yeah. Perfect. So yeah. it's like, I would love to see that interaction in person to know the reaction of his partner because his partner rolled out of bed drunk to go help him, even though he knows what they're going to court yeah. for in a few hours. So it's like, does mm-hmm. does he think Joe's a good guy who just like needs help? Because yeah, the wife it, doesn't. It's pretty wild though because yeah. like Rick's first response to just tell your story because I'm coming out and it's all gonna come out. And Rick's first reaction was like, "They're gonna fry you, man." And he and, and instead of just being like, you know, thank you, I didn't want to have to lie, and now I can tell the truth. He was just like, "Are you sure you want to do this? They're gonna fry you." You know, his first reaction still was to protect them. I know, mm-hmm. but, it, but like you know, you know that can be faked. And I guess, I I guess I like want, I wanted to see it. And I, I again, it's part of the imagination factor, right? Like you get out of it what you you think you're gonna get out of it. And for me, mm-hmm. I was kind of left like could have been it could have been either way. Like the subtleties of the conversation could have been a guy who's been who knows how to just sweet talk. And the, the other part of it could have been just like he really was like, man, Joe, Joe's trying. He's he's not, you know, a degenerate. He made a mistake. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I don't know. The, the end just wasn't wasn't it for me. It was a waste of Jake Gyllenhaal's acting. Yeah. Still, I give props to him, though, because like he's literally like the face of the movie. And like and like it's no wonder like this movie was filmed in just 11 days. That makes um, sense. Yeah, so it's like so like uh, didn't leave the room. No, he never left. He never. He was on the phone like seventy five percent, maybe more than that of the throughout the movie. Um, never left that building. Yeah, it's it, props to him. Like he's everything I see him in. Even if the even if the movie's like, eh, like not in this case. I did like I did enjoy this movie a lot. But even movies where he's in, where he's where it's like, eh, like he's fantastic. Yeah, and like everything I've pretty much everything I've seen him in, 
I agree. This movie to me was it was a, it was a good watch. Now that I've seen it, I will not I will not have the urge to watch this movie again. <laughs> no, I mean I I watched it a second time just for this, so I could yeah see, get the effect of now that I know everything. How does it play out? It plays out fine, but they breadcrumbed it like shit. I yeah. think they breadcrumbed it terribly. Like just too much buildup and not enough breadcrumb. Well, and I think the fact that now that I know this is a remake of a film of the same name, um, I might have to watch. I might have to watch the 2018 version to see how different or how similar it is. Yeah, um, not, I watched Squid Games. That was good. <laughs> yeah I, me and whitney have not hopped on the uh squid game train yet uh, i haven't watched that squid games is fucking wild it's <laughs> it, it, you want to talk about head fucks there you go <laughs> <laughs> Th- that is the first episode i think is a little longer than most one halfway through the first episode you're gonna be like what am i watching <laughs> and but you won't be able to stop you heard it here first, folks. Squid Games. Squid Games is fucking wild. <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, that's our thoughts pretty much um, on the guilty. Let's see what I rated it. Um, what did I rate this movie? Oh, wow, it was pretty nice. Four out of five I rated this. Nope. That was nice. <laughs> I did enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a. Some things they could have obviously they could have changed, probably. Um, yeah, but overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, I would probably give it about a three out of five. I just feel like it didn't need to have the gore. You know, even though it wasn't shown, it was implied. Mm. Uh, I just I didn't feel like it needed that to to tell a good story. You know. Three. I give it a three only because I think Jake John Hall's acting covered up a lot of the plot holes. And uh, I thought that the the story itself was a good one. Just maybe the director could have done it better for me. Granted, Lord Farquaad. Yeah. Lord Farquaad. <laughs> like, I feel like the gingerbread man skipping and spitting gumdrops into his face right now. Like, <laughs> Like he did a he did a great job with the movie. It's just there were some things for me that just didn't didn't hit right. But you're on my gumdrop. You're, you're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's our thoughts on uh, on the guilty here. Uh, hold on, let me get back to where I was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Right. Yeah. That's the guilty directed by Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> Antoine Farquad. Farquad. I can't finish. Uh, uh, let, let me know. Let me... Uh, yeah, check it out. You can't beat the classics. Follow it on YouTube, Spotify, all the major platforms. We'll be here all the time. John, do we know what's next? Back to you, John. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think we have I had to mute myself uh, we have um, I think we have a movie that was supposed to promise from 2002 that's going to be coming soon I think we already decided on it 
Um, and then maybe another uh, another premiere episode. I'll mention that to you guys after this. See if we want to do one for that for that movie. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening for this episode. Uh, yeah, and uh, all right, that's all I got because I'm like I got <laughs> hey, I got to sure regain my composure. Me and John actually stayed up and watched the Fandom DC Fandom. Check out the Batman trailer reactions. That's yes. Dope. Yeah, uh, check that we're out. We're doing other trailer reactions from major movies coming out. I mean, stay tuned. Spider-Man should be coming soon. And also, yep. I think we're going to be doing some cool, fun things coming up soon. So please stick around. Hit that subscribe button. Got right. you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Way to pick it up, George. <laughs> All right. All right. See you guys Take later. Easy, guys.